0: Marvelicious Toys is brought to you in part by Dorkside Toys. At DorksideToys.com, you can get the latest Marvel toys, as well as Star Wars, G.I. Joe, The Walking Dead, and more. Run by toy fans, you can be assured your order will be given great attention and packed with care. Sign up to their social channels now for stock alerts, reviews, and toy and movie news. DorksideToys.com. You'd be a dork not to shop there. Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious.
1: Hello, and welcome to issue 149 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie.
0: I'm Arnie.
2: And this is Justin. And Justin, we consider you a really good friend, but we only get to see you in San Diego, which is really a bummer, you know? You don't live that far, but it's San Diego, so we were so jazzed when you trekked up to... Well, you didn't actually go to Wizard World, but you came around Wizard World, which was awesome. I was
3: Wizard World adjacent, if you will.
2: (laughs) You were Wizard Universe? Yes. (laughs) Well... You didn't miss a ton at Wizard World. News came out last week that Wizard World is having quarter-over-quarter quarter losses, and their income per show has dropped from about $1.8 million per show to $1.1 million per show.
3: Well, it's got to be because there's a thousand shows a year now, right?
1: I think they have one every other weekend. So you've got saturation there, plus all the other comic book conventions going on. But the Wizard World in Chicago, they jacked their prices up to $60 on Saturday.
2: (sighs) That's why you didn't go, right, Justin? I mean, it was sheerly cost. Oh, exactly. It was weird to me. So many people came to our party from far away. We had Chris and Sarah from Florida and we had Curtis and Lindsay from South Carolina.
1: We had Lydia and Scott and their son, Lucas, who drove all the way from Baltimore.
2: Freaking Baltimore. And they didn't go to the con. (laughs) And every single person I talked to cited cost. But we did go to the con, Marjorie and I. I got the VIP Jeremy Renner pass.
3: Now, hey, I saw your picture with Renner. And I have to question if you really met Jeremy Renner, if you met some dude who kind of looks like Jeremy Renner.
1: He smiled.
2: What you saw. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Well, also, they have a new system that's actually pretty cool because it used to be when you go for your photo ops, just like last year, you go for your photo op, you then go away for like four hours and come back to tables and tables of photos with that celebrity and hope nobody stole yours and then spend time looking through for you.
1: It was awful. <laughs> it's
2: terrible. They now have upgraded to really fast photo printers which are along the exit. And so by the time you've walked from the photo area to the printers, your photo is printed and there's a guy there holding it looking for your face to hand to you.
3: See, it's about time. I mean, they've been doing that on roller coasters and other rides for a decade now where it's like, Hey, here's a picture of you screaming. Here you go. Buy it for 15 bucks. Yeah.
2: So they did that. And what you saw was actually a camera phone photo of the Instaprint that they gave me, which made us both look like we had a little bit of jaundice. (laughs) and it did make him look like a standee (laughs) i'm a little mad at the photo because you know you get one shot at this i was just my mouth was on the way to smile (laughs) and instead it now looks like jeremy renner's really happy to meet me
1: hey he (laughs) he is doesn't he know who you are But Renner was
2: nice, he was jovial, he was friendly, he put his arm around me for the photo, he shook my hand, he was smiling, he was posing with people. Somebody came in a full Gretel costume and recreated the cover to Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters with him, I mean... It, wow. He was having a blast. I, From everything we talked about with the whole wedding reception and things, I expected him to be a little bit of a Richard, but
1: he wasn't. No, he seemed to be really nice because I was also expecting him to be Rick with a silent P. <laughs> I
3: bet you they gave him his check beforehand.
1: <laughs> or he's well, doing damage control. Or he drank
2: at one of the many alcohol stations around the con. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, the con itself wasn't all that grand. There was... I mean, if you wanted to adopt a puppy from a local shelter or buy a sugar glider or get some LASIK surgery, Wizard World Chicago was yours.
1: Oh, but wait, don't forget, you could buy the Ginsu knives, you could get your back adjusted by the chiropractor who was doing adjustments on site in a booth.
3: (laughs) So, obviously, they didn't fill up their, their booths?
1: I don't know if they didn't fill up the booths or they just... Don't care who buys one. And these people are like, Comic-Con, people go to Comic-Cons, they're going to want a chiropractor, right?
2: Free vacations, of course.
1: I think they might have been local. The only thing that I could tell wasn't local that I looked was the nail place, because there was the the nail paint place, the nail polish place. (laughs) I did buy nail polish at Wizard World. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of nail polish.
2: From Russians from Vegas.
3: Jeez. How was the shopping otherwise? Were there other good vendors there at
2: least? It was pretty much the standard thing. I looked, but I didn't buy much. There were a couple of Toy Biz figure lines that I'd never heard of. And I'm like, oh, I'll buy that figure for twenty dollars. Why not? Or a really nice soft goods, ten inch vision from Toy Biz. I'm like, all right, I'll buy that figure, why not? I think that was the extent of my toys. I was looking at the Marvel Universe figures, and those things are going up. Those things are just The last waves of MU before they became Infinite Series three and three quarter inch are like 15 to 20 a figure and you go older, the price just keeps getting higher. So if you have those mint on card, you've got a real collectible there.
3: Even for figures that were last wave of MU and first wave or second wave of Infinite Series, there's a big price discrepancy because that Omega Red... Was one of those last shipping MU figures. Mm-hmm. They put the exact same figure on the Infinite Series card, and the price difference online is incredible on those two.
2: Yeah, so I was looking at that. I did find you a Buy Beast. Awesome. <laughs> from the incredible hug you had told me at one point you were looking for a buy beast so i found one and i had seen on ebay that buy beast at one point like a couple years ago i i think it was last spring i was at a kansas city con and you had me looking for spider hulk and buy beast
3: yep those are kind of like i hesitate to call them holy grails but like Figures that need to be checked off on my long list of things I should have bought a long time ago.
1: Haven't we been looking for that Spider-Hulk for a while for Justin? Yes. I seem to remember stopping at numerous places where you saw where they might have it and looking, which is also convenient because it's a place Arnie was looking anyway.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I would never send you out of your way.
2: (laughs) Well, I rarely look for loose for me, but any place that has them loose also has them carded. I've only found one loose Spider-Hulk for you, and it was like $10 higher than you wanted to go. So... (laughs) <laughs> I, the hunt continues, but this buy beast I saw it. I'm like, ah, eh, probably 50, 60, 80. I asked the guy, I'm like, how much for buy beast He kind of looks at it like 25. Ding. Really? And I'm like, all right, I'm buying this. If Justin doesn't want it, I will. I have one mint on card, but this one had a creased card. I'm like, if he doesn't want it, I'll open it. And if he wants it,
3: he can finally check that off his list. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I mean, that's not much more than retail. No way. That's, I mean, well, I mean, retail back then was probably, you know, closer to 12 or 13, but geez, inflation, that's a great price. So thank you very much. (laughs) My list has gotten very short now. I'm happy to be your proxy hunter. My proxy bargain hunter.
2: But other than that, I don't think we bought a whole lot at all. I was looking at graphic novels and just decided I didn't want to carry them even at 66% off.
1: Well, the one booth that usually has them for an insanely low price wasn't there this time. Did you notice? Uh, Those people who knew you where you bought a ton last year, they weren't there. A lot of the comic vendors were missing and they were replaced by things like the army with a recruitment stand.
3: (laughs) One thing you did get which ended up being really awesome, is you picked up a little piece of artwork for Rory, which had Deadpool holding hands with Harley Quinn on it. And it was just the cutest little thing. And I gave it to her as soon as I got home on Sunday. And she was just over the moon. Aww. She was like, Arnie and Marjorie got that for me? I'm like, yes, they did. They were thinking of you. And so she's like, well, hold on. Who's Arnie's favorite character? I'm like, well, he's got a whole (laughs) bunch of them. So I rattled off some. And she's like, she's like, I'll do Ghost Rider. So she quickly drew up a picture of Ghost Rider. She's like, here, send that to Arnie. I'm like, will do. (laughs) And it was adorable. Thank you so much for that.
2: I'm glad
1: she liked that, though. It just, like, screamed you two, and especially since they were holding hands, and it was adorable.
2: Yeah, father's favorite character and daughter's favorite character.
3: It was great. Thank you, guys. (laughs) She she still blushes over it. She keeps it right by the computer, and every morning she looks at it.
2: (laughs) That is too cute. It was kind of a make-good from the time we sent you, like... Late packages, and you thought it was her birthday gift, and you made her open it,
3: and it was all for you. We felt so bad for that. Did we ever tell that story? That's a great story. (laughs) That's right. I'd gotten some Deadpool stuff,
2: like a Deadpool bottle opener, and some various stuff that I think we just forgot to send at Christmas, and so we wrapped it up and mailed it to you along with a couple other things we
3: found. (laughs) it didn't tell you did not tell me and it came in a big you know just a big box and my mother-in-law has a tendency to collect things from garage sales and yard sales and dollar stores over the course of a year and then just ship it to us in a big box every so often so as i'm going through this thing and you know i just opened it up and kind of took a quick look in there i can't remember the first thing i saw was but it was something somewhat girly and I was like, oh, Roy, this must be your birthday gift from your grandma. So she's opening up these presents one by one. She's like, oh, look, a Deadpool bottle opener. I'm like, well, that's weird. Maybe grandma got that for me. That, I don't know how she likes. No, I likes Deadpool, but that's cool. And every time she opens something else, it was like another Deadpool thing. It was a Deadpool masher and a, a Deadpool noggins. I'm like, wait a minute. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Took us about a good 10 minutes to figure it out. <laughs> you got that bootleg Deadpool figure. That's right. All kinds of cool stuff.
2: (laughs) So so we felt like we needed to make good and to (laughs) send something to Rari. And when we saw that, I'm like, all right, we'll get that. That's where I spent most of my time and money was Artist Alley because the vendors didn't have a lot for me.
1: And they weren't bargaining. Usually when you go to Wizard World Chicago, it's the last show for a lot of people in the Midwest and they don't want to carry the stock back home. So they will basically sell it really cheap in exchange, you know, for <laughs> and not having to take it home. And this year, not so much. Mainly because there wasn't stuff I wanted either. But what there was, no one was bargaining. Although I did get the good laugh because, was it like three years ago, you tried to buy that comic Hulk?
2: The Master Replicas 3D comic cover series they did, that Incredible Hulk that had the Grey Hulk and the Bruce Banner in front of it. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, they had one at Wizard World like several years ago.
1: Yeah. And I tried to bargain with a guy and he would not come down on price at all. And I said, fine, I'll just go buy it somewhere else. And I did for a lot less money. He still got that goddamn thing.
2: <laughs> no. And we <laughs> went back and we went back later that weekend right before they closed to see if he'd negotiate. I think he would packed it up. And he just went. Well, you missed out. It sold, and we're like, fine. It was too expensive anyway. It is there. It did not sell. It has been there for years. A little <laughs> shot and fraud <frown> there.
3: <laughs> well, hoarders are gonna be hoarders, and they end up getting buried by their stuff. So it's his karma. So let him let him bury himself. We actually closed
2: down the show. We were there as they were breaking it down. And I saw something that I kind of wanted. I've wanted for a while. The Marvel Legends Spider-Man and Sinister Six box set. Oh, nice. And the guy, I asked how much. And he was like, 400. I'm like, what are you on? He's like, but since the show's ending, I'll make 350. I'm like, no. I mean, this is not a cheap set. But just a quick search on eBay, I see a $195.95 or best offer listing. Yeah. So like half of what he was originally asking. I'm like, I, I understand your booths are expensive, but no, you have to understand that for the majority of the customers at a comic convention, you're competing against eBay because any old toy you have, I can probably find there. And if you're more expensive, I'm going there. Right here, 22 hours left. Sinister 6 box, gorgeous shape, 149.99 plus 20 in shipping. It's
3: about right.
2: <laughs> compared to his crazy four hundred. So, did
1: you, did you already buy it?
2: No, I haven't. I've okay. just I only looked up the prices now. I knew he was overpriced, but I was wondering what the going rate was. So while you're looking at that one, then
3: you discovered the House of M set as well.
2: Actually, he did have that, but I wasn't as into the House of M box set. He did have some of those. I didn't even ask, but it looks like that's about a dollars, hundred to a hundred
3: and fifteen. Yep, yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's actually kind of come down. Both of those sets were usually right around 150 for years. But So he didn't, you didn't bite on his prices?
2: No, I didn't bite
3: <laughs> on a lot of
2: prices. The only thing I bought was an Agent May pop just because I didn't want to pay shipping. And I placed an order at Hot Topic a couple weeks ago for a whole bunch of Funko stuff because they'd given me a 20% off your order coupon and they had a whole slew of Funko exclusives. And Marjorie got a Funko shirt of Ghost Rider.
1: I did, because he's awesome.
2: <laughs> and I didn't get the Agent Carter, though, because they wanted like 14 bucks for her and then 20% off. And I'm like, you know, 14 is high for a not exclusive pop and then shipping. I'll just get her at the con. Well, turns out only one vendor had her and it was $15. So I'm like, oh, I, you win some, you lose some, so I bought it. <laughs>
3: Which just still isn't too crazy for a pop. I mean, you've seen some of them go way up there, too.
2: Yeah, indeed. But this one's just at the cusp of release. Most of the vendors we even talked to, like, there were a ton of vendors. $8 pops, $9 pops. I I paid $7.95 for Agent May. I mean, I love that pricing. That's why I wanted to buy it at a show. But this is our last local con of the year, so it was literally now or never. Because I'm not going to fly it home from New York Comic Con because those things be fragile.
3: Oh, yeah. I have plenty of dinged con-exclusive pop figures it here at home.
1: If I can avoid shipping them at all costs, I will.
3: We talked about that before, didn't we? Coming up with custom-sized boxes and just selling McCons that fit the Pops in there perfectly. They actually now sell
2: protective cases for the Pops.
1: Nice. Why don't Fun- we have some?
2: Well, they're $10 per box.
1: But is it something you can reopen?
2: Well, yes, but the Funkos themselves are $10 a piece. So buying a Not box... Not all of them are
1: $10 a piece when you buy them at conventions.
2: Well, that is true.
1: So I think that'd be a worthy expenditure to have it to ship at home. You could just keep reusing it.
2: Well, that's a good point. So maybe I'll buy some.
1: You know, dear, you have a point.
3: <laughs> See how easy that was?
1: It took me a long way to get there.
3: We're making progress, though. <laughs> well, all in all, it sounds like it was an okay con. And I'm probably better off for not spending, spent $60 or $120 to get two of us in. Exactly. I mean...
2: I spent my time in Artist Alley. I got that thing for Rory. I got a whole bunch of art for myself. My Age of Ultron cover collection is coming along nicely. I spent literally two and a half days in Artist Alley. I went for Thursday through Sunday, and two and a half days of it was Artist Alley. But... And
1: then I had to go back on Sunday and do his pickups. Because I was in line for Jeremy Renner for like eight
2: hours. <laughs> that doesn't sound very VIP.
1: Here's where Wizard World really fails, because it does have one of the best outflow and inflow as far as conventions go, with clearly defined doors to get in and out without having to like swim upstream trying to get out the door or in the door. So I give them props for that. They have good crowd management in that regard. Where they really fail is their autograph and photo op tickets. Second year in a row we bought VIP last year because I had to meet Sebastian Stan and this year Arnie had to do Jeremy Renner and you'd think (laughs) VIP would get you in and out quickly or you get some kind of perks. All it is is we got to line up in a separate line versus the people who didn't have VIP. And because they oversold photo ops and autograph tickets, they blew through all the photo ops before getting Jeremy Renner to his like one o'clock signing or whatever.
2: He was supposed to start signing at 12.05. The photo op started at 10. Hmm. And then he was supposed to be signing photos at 12 for his, pa- and then his panel was at 2. I actually had Marjorie get in line for the autograph while I was still in line for the photo. And then I went and tagged her out and Jeremy Renner didn't even show up to start signing autographs until well after one.
1: And it's because they sold so many photo op tickets and he was only doing one photo op session. They had to do that. Oh, man. Yeah, so they just made their own mess there. And last year happened with Dave Bautista too. We ended up getting his autograph and it was after the floor already closed, but they had a line there and he was only signing one day and he was nice enough to stay and sign.
2: Yeah, I hate to say it, but Justin, I really love seeing you at Wizard World. Come up for C2E2.
3: That might be the way to go. <laughs> it
2: is. <laughs> it is cheaper, bigger. There's not the celebrities. They're C2E2, I think one year they had...
1: John Cusack was there one year.
2: Yeah, he was. He was impossible to get. He was there for like two hours Sunday morning. (laughs) (laughs) But the biggest guest they've had like the whole weekend was either Eliza Dushku or Ron Perlman. So it's not going to be where you're going to get all of your autographs. And they don't have Lou Ferrigno in indentured servitude. But (laughs) if you want some shopping and some hanging out and some panels and some artist, a much bigger artist alley. And some beer. Yeah. See, that sounds more my speak. C2E2 sell beer?
1: They don't, but we always have a good supply in our room.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Wizard World's plus is they sell liquor.
1: Yeah, there are numerous bars stationed around. That's new as of last year, though.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, C2E2 sounds more my speed. I've never been a huge star gazer anyway. You know, I just, I don't pay for the experiences. And I think it's cool when people do get autographs, but I don't, I don't like paying for autographs. So I like, I like shopping. So it sounds like that's more my speed. Up until this year, I would say Wizard World was the
2: better con because they had the longevity, but... Long ago, Marvel stopped going to Wizard. All the major companies stopped going to Wizard. And then all of a sudden they started going to C2E2. It's got better booths. It's got better comic book people.
1: You're going to be hard pressed to find somebody selling Lasik surgery or a chiropractor with a booth at C2E2. That just really irked me and I don't know why and i guess it's because we sat there and went through all of them it just it's not who should be there selling stuff it, you need to have people that are going to cater to your audience there
3: well it's because part of your ticket price goes to those booths you know i mean i know they pay for their own booths to get in there and stuff like that but part of the money that goes into your ticket goes to the overall experience mm-hmm. and so in a way you're kind of paying for them to be there right and that's yeah. that's kind of ridiculous
1: yeah it's just it kind of just takes away from the whole experience when you go in and it's like going to the flea market on sunday (laughs) seriously that's kind of what it was like wasn't it i mean all it was missing was a sham wow guy
0: isn't he in
3: jail yes
0: he is
1: yeah i think he beat up a hooker
2: but other than the con a little bit of shopping happened in the
0: spectacular store report
2: not a whole lot of newness out there, not a whole lot of stuff showing up, but the Rhino Wave continues to make its way coast to coast in
3: Legends. Yeah, I've you know, I haven't seen the whole wave yet, but, you know, here and there at Target, I've seen the remnants just enough to let me know that it was there. And, you know, knowing that we have some on order and coming our way, I, I hesitated to pick them up, but, yeah, it's nice to know that they're starting to ship. It's nice to see new product on the shelves at all. The whole toy aisles everywhere. The last couple weeks have just seemed like, like Marjorie said, a flea market. (laughs) It's just, (laughs) it's a mess in there. Yeah. The good thing about the rhino wave hitting, my waves
2: have shipped the cases and they're getting out there. I have not seen the Amazon prices drop yet, but they are dropping online in Sales to Astonish. We'll just get right into it. (laughs) (laughs) Sales
0: to Astonish.
2: (laughs) It's the all-segue show. (laughs) (laughs) Our sponsor, Dorkside Toys. If you need the Rhino Wave, they've got it. And they have the one thing I had been hunting for, more chameleons. (laughs) He was the first figure to sell out for them. And at Wizard World... Dorkside Toys was there so it wasn't all bad. Dorkside was in the house they brought some prizes to our party and I talked to Steven and he said this was the hard to get figure and I asked him I said can you give me a heads up if you get any more chameleons boxed loose whatever you have because I want three chameleons. I want a hammerhead figure I want a J. Jonah Jameson figure and I want a chameleon figure. He's like I don't don't think we're going to get any more but right now and I hope when the show goes live this is still there you can get the chameleon loose. It's the whole thing Complete just no rhino part for $18.99 at our sponsored Orkside Toys.
3: Yeah, that's that's a great price. And you know, like you said, having other collectors out there wanting to get three of each, at least two. I mean, personally I want two. And it's they should have made this guy two per case instead of that Spider-Man. But what I'm really wondering is is how intentional was your pun asking for a heads up? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> not at all but that was just
3: good yeah i mean beyond that too it looks like there's a new weapon in there that i haven't seen before that makes it even more interesting like i think we've seen that that kind of 1920s machine gun before with a cap figure but whatever that big weapon is i don't think we've gotten that one before looks like somewhere between like a grenade launcher and a huge laser gun nice i'm looking forward to getting it in hand
2: and then they also have up for pre-order the next wave of Marvel Infinite three and three quarter inch figures who also has a chameleon. So be very careful as to which chameleon you're buying. <laughs> they look so close. They just have different heads.
3: Very similar though. Very similar. Same color suit and everything.
2: I gotta say the case of wave eight of Infinite is a nice case though. Two of everything. Want to split one, Justin? Let's do it. All right, ordered. It's because you
3: get... <laughs> Two jugolasses. Finally. He was... Jeez, that's one that's been around forever. He was supposed to be part of a comic pack or a three-team pack. Yeah, it was a box set. I think there was a rogue in there, too. No, I think it was him and Emma Frost. So
2: two of them are coming out. Cool. I know they teased a rogue somewhere in the three and three quarter, but not yet out. But yes, we also get two Emma Frosts in this wave. Two Deadpools in the blue and yellow outfit. Very nice. Two chameleons? Two korgs?
3: <laughs>
2: looks like they're reusing that thing body.
3: <laughs> he, he looks like the rock monster from Labyrinth.
2: <laughs> and then, I, I'm actually, I find it very difficult to believe, but they claim, shipping in September, North Star, two per case.
3: <laughs> How long has that been over
2: our heads?
3: <sighs> And at this point it is kind of bittersweet especially for carded collectors you know I mean sure you complete the the team but man having that other one with both pictures on the front of the card is always going to be a little slap in the face but for us openers hey we got we got both of them now and we can be happy listen Fool me once,
2: shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We've been down this path with bulldozer and with blade, so it is what it is. I'm just happy to get the figure at all.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a solid wave coming out. Lots of mate goods and figures that we haven't seen in a while or at all before. So it's a, it's a nice new wave to come out. I always have things on my wish list at Amazon. Just because, you know, I like to keep track on prices of things I've missed or how high some of these figures are going to go. I do the exact same thing. It's not
2: only my price tracker, it's my look for a bargain. Chameleon has been the number one item
3: in my wish list for about a month. (laughs) He's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride, hasn't he? Indeed. (laughs) His prices seem to settle down on Amazon right around $36, $37. He was 28 a little bit two weeks ago, but... That was still a little too much. I think eventually, hopefully, he'll come down there too. But what I found interesting is, is that, you know, I always keep an eye out for the arts figures, considering those are always imports and only a handful of, you know, e-tailers here in the United States even get a chance to order them and offer them. It's nice to keep an eye on them on Amazon. And we had found, what, Hobby Link Japan and ordered some from there. And I had missed out completely on the Iron Man Mark 45 He was one of the ones that came and went like that. And so he was on my wish list and he was up there when I first put him on there, like at $174. Ooh,
2: that's a lot. Considering the fact that from Hobby Link Japan, I think
3: I paid like $45. (sighs) See, and I missed him there too. (laughs) But interestingly enough, you know, I've watched and watched and watched. And he's now at like $70, which means that they're starting to ship. And they're in hand, and that means people are starting to get them and review them or whatnot, and I had to pull the trigger on that one. It looks like a gorgeous figure. Because you're getting
2: prime shipping, you're actually going to get it before me. I just got my cap from them. He's so pretty. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm still waiting for my... Hulk from Big Bad Toy Store, because I missed out on that at Hobby Link Japan, and waiting for my Thor and Iron Man Mark 45 from Hobby Link. But these are great figures, and Amazon has good prices. And I I do just want to throw in, if you're shopping at Amazon, please hit the Marvelicious Toys homepage, click our Amazon link. It doesn't cost you a penny more, and it really helps out our show.
3: And it really helps us out when eventually they'll put the Hulkbuster up there too, because that's the one I keep looking for. Nice. <laughs>
2: Finally, speaking of these high-end collectibles like Fig yarts, Hot Toys never fails to amaze me. When I think that they've moved on from a film, they're going to dig it back up. I'm waiting for my next figure from The Incredible Hulk. Like, they'll come out with Abomination, and we'll be like, what? Okay. (laughs) But they went back to Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and got us a new version of Nick Fury. Which is a much cooler version of Nick Fury than if they'd done Avengers Age of Ultron where he's just in that kind of pirate or dock worker <laughs> calf and
3: Wearing blue jeans.
2: Yeah. Here he's got the really nice snake pliskin coat. And because of that, you better keep both eyes open scene, he's got a removable eye patch with a damaged eyeball underneath.
1: That's just creepy.
3: Creepy, but a cool little... Detail that they didn't have to do, but it looks awesome.
2: And he comes with a thumb drive, a one-sixth-scale thumb drive. You're not going to lose that piece. (laughs) I
3: wonder how many gigs it's supposed to be.
2: You can also put his arm in a sling. You get a sling.
3: (laughs) There's just some crazy detail throughout here. I'm looking at this, and you can tell they used a couple different materials on his jacket. Like, his lapels look like they're silky. Yeah, it is amazingly high quality,
2: and it's one of the cheaper Hot Toys they've offered in a while at 220
1: That's a bargain.
3: It's all clothes and
2: head sculpt, yeah. Yeah, that's. I like my Hot Toys at that price, but lately, with the new sculpts or some of the accessories and things, I've been getting real used to the $300 price point and even higher for the die-cast Iron Man. But
3: this $220, absolutely. So you're telling me that a Robert Redford isn't completely out of the question now?
2: And I wouldn't even think we're stretching too much to think we might get a Hugo Weaving Red Skull. I mean, Red Skull's a big Marvel character. Right. I was as surprised when they released Iron Monger as I was about this. It just seems like they're willing to go back. They're not making enough toys, I guess. I guess, what, ten Avengers wasn't enough, so let's do this, too. Uh, And a Pepper Potts. But no Rhino. Never Rhino. Please never Rhino. (laughs) Now he's begging for it not to happen. (sighs)
3: Uh,
2: They have hit critical mass. I think it should go on the scrap heap and they should bring back Professor X and Magneto from first class instead.
3: I would be all for that.
2: And finally,
0: it's just in, news from the web!
1: Well, this is perhaps one of the strangest Marvel, and I wouldn't call it a collectible, but... A tie-in? Yeah, it's actually licensed by Marvel, but I don't know... If you guys are familiar with, like, a face mask, you you put it on. I think, Arnie, you may have seen me do it one time. It's, like, this white sheet, and you end up looking like either Hannibal Lecter or Michael Myers. Well,
2: let's be honest. Every husband has that one day where the wife says, I'm doing your face, and I've been there. I've had to have to peel this stuff off, and it gets in my mustache and beard, and, like, I have to peel it out in the shower the next morning.
1: Well, this is, like... (laughs) um a a piece of paper with a treatment on it that you put on your face and you wear and it will you know help with you know aging with wrinkles maybe it'll help moisturize your skin that kind of stuff so you lay it on and you walk around the house and you look like a complete weirdo like hannibal lecter and you've got this on there all the rage in japan they're like huge over there and you can get them occasionally here i get them sometimes in some of my beauty subscription boxes well this one company, and I can't even begin to pronounce the name.
2: I'm going to try. Is Shindo Honpo.
1: Good. They have made a Marvel Iron Man and Captain America face packs. So they come together in a two pack. And so while you're wearing this face mask to, you know, help your face out, moisturize, whatever. You're either Captain America with a blue face and a big A on your forehead or you are Iron Man's face.
2: So if you only need your nose done like a Biore strip, you go cap.
1: Yes. Well, in your <laughs> forehead, because the Captain America mask only covers like a raccoon mask.
3: See, I don't know. I think they're cheating in that picture below because the girl is only wearing so much of it. Like you said, a raccoon mask. But if you look at the thing on the paper, it shows a full chin strap and everything.
2: That may just be decoration for the paper, I wondered.
1: Hmm. Well, if Arnie would just, you know, buy me these, we could go ahead and try these out.
2: Listen, I'm sorry. I love Marvel. I think those are awesome. I want the kiss ones. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, they do make kiss ones. The kiss ones are on Amazon if you need to purchase them. Maybe, you know, you get the kiss ones, I'll get the Marvel ones. I'm
2: gonna exfoliate all night.
3: <laughs> See, this is crazy. These don't even need to be, like, you know, for skincare, they could sell these just as Halloween masks. You know, instead of makeup, it's pre-done art that you just wet and put on, and there you go. I'll delete that from the show, and you can patent the idea, Justin, and we'll all all be rich. All right, here we go. (laughs) We'll start with Marvelicious ones.
2: (laughs) The Arnie face mask, the number one seller.
1: (laughs) Well, I might be picking up some of these just for shiggles, and it might be a lot of fun.
2: But finally, I mean, come on, there's a little Star Wars movie coming out. There's a little Star Wars event happening in a day and a half. It really is happening tomorrow night, Force Friday, when all the Star Wars toys come out. So Marvel, as we predicted, is getting a little pushed to the side. So let's go ahead and finish reviewing stuff from the last Marvel movie, our San Diego Comic-Con Ant-Man collectibles.
3: Oh yeah, they've been sitting on my desk for just that long. To start
2: off with, there was the cool box set that was sold at hasbro toy
3: shop it is would you call this a three pack or a five pack i would have a hard time considering this any more than a three pack because two of them are should be free right i would think so but you're gonna have to tell me about one
2: of them definitely the other one should be free absolutely it's barely
3: an accessory so much as an annoyance Right, and something that we've had before. So I feel like they just kind of tossed it in because, hey, why not? We have it. So do you want to start biggest to smallest? Let's start with Giant Man, Hank Pym. Now, this is kind of cool. This is about a 12-inch figure. Yeah, this is the Marvel Icons 12-inch figures. We, you know, remember we used to get Daredevil in this scale. Mm Mm-hmm, I still see them at every toy show I go to. They didn't
2: sell very well.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is... If you don't see, I guess those are his antenna. Yes. It looks like Daredevil because he's red and black. It looks like it's the same body, same face mask almost, except he's got crazy antenna that look like a crazy Mexican mustache.
3: I can see that, except for maybe his jester boots and gloves that come to points.
1: That is very true. If you, if you kind of don't see it. But if you just see it off in the distance, you're like, oh, look, a Daredevil figure.
3: I can
2: <laughs> see that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since, yeah, they had the icons Daredevil.
3: Now, years back when we first started doing the show, there was a line of Marvel Universe figures that came with one big guy and one small guy. So there was what Wolverine came with a Sentinel. But before that, they even had a giant man. Do you remember that there? I think there were Walmart exclusives. I remember Goliath. Goliath. That's right. There was two different Goliaths. Mm -hmm. I found only one of them. I can never find the variant.
2: I remember driving two hours round trip after work one day to go to a Walmart where they had them. Nice.
3: Well, that's the same body we're dealing with here too. So they've used this body before. This isn't something that they just came up with, you know, for this set. Everything in this set was a pretty easy repaint or retooling for them. Minus maybe a few new heads here and there.
2: Hey, does yours have something rattling inside of it?
3: No. Shaking him pretty violently.
2: Uh Uh-oh. I got another defective one.
3: Where is it at? In his torso? Yeah, in his torso.
1: But I think it's okay. I mean, it doesn't affect the outwardly figure. No one's going to be shaking your giant man.
3: Maybe you should open him. Maybe it's a cry for help from somebody who put him together at the factory.
2: Admittedly, he doesn't seem to be broken in any way. Now, looking at him, I mean, they did add those antenna, eyebrow shape horns to his head. And... Beyond that, standard buck, but it works well. I like the size because you could put it with your six-inch Legends and have him be, you know, pretty big. Or you could put him with your three-and-three-quarter-inch Infinite series and then have him be just really ginormous.
3: Ginormous, man. Yeah, I mean, with it being giant, man, we really don't know the scale. Like, he did he have an outward upper limit of how big he could get? Did he, could he, could he only go in, like, certain fractions of size? So it works well either way. I know there's a limit to how big he could get because I remember reading comics
2: where he's like, he's going to go bigger and they were scared to do it. But I think that initially he was afraid to go over 100 feet tall. This would be obviously much less than 100 feet, but he could be anywhere in that scale. So yeah, he could be
3: with either scale you want him to be. Very nice. Now, another new piece is this belt. They made a new belt for him and I think I kind of dinged the the previous version of Giant Man in this costume from the Marvel Legends wave that we reviewed on the last show for not doing an accessory belt and just painting it on. And if they would have just painted it on here, that would have that would have really sucked. <laughs> so I'm glad they went the extra effort and actually put a belt on here. And actually, you know what? I'm lifting his belt up and they had to because he's wearing an X-Men belt under it. <laughs> 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 so as I'm giving him a compliment for doing it, it was they had to do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome <laughs> He really changed teams But don't let anyone know Because the X-Men aren't allowed back on Earth
3: That's right <laughs> Now as far as paint apps go I, my, my specimen Is pretty clean I don't see any sloppy line work Or things outside of it Or any of the bleed issues that we were having With some of the other figures Oh really? Uh oh <laughs> You must have got a really bad one first around the face where
2: there's some skin i notice just it's unclean lines and the skin color kind of goes outside the chin oh and then i notice on one of his hips his right hip there's some black paint missing so the red shows through and it's not minor
3: it's pretty
1: considerable oh, it's bad a
3: oh, bummer you got a you got a bunk giant man i'm not seeing any of these
1: i could deal with the face if it wasn't for the hip yeah but the hip is quite noticeable. It's like it rubbed in the package almost. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, after feeling it, it's either been gouged with something or the paint didn't get a chance to dry before it touched something.
3: Oh, that's, that's truly a bummer.
2: Other than that, the paint looks pretty good. But I did notice those issues right away. And just around the hips and things where the articulation is, you can just see some
3: red. Yeah, and that's just paint over areas where... It's going to be one way or the other. It looks like they painted black over red on that ball joint. And so, I mean, if they did it the other way, we would be seeing black through there rather than red. But what's starting to bother me a little bit now is I'm starting to notice his torso plastic is a slightly different red from the plastic on his legs.
1: That happens so much anymore because of the way they have to mold and then paint some pieces. I I maybe need to make a resolution next year not to get all upset about that.
3: (laughs) It's not, I mean, it's not so bad, like a couple feet away, I'm not seeing it, but when I hold it up close and have a light on it, you can tell that it's, you know, the torsos are harder plastic, the legs are more of a softer, pliable plastic, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the one I have here. It sounds like you might need to track another one down if it's that bad. Yeah, I did pick up a second set from Hasbro Toy Shop, so my question
2: becomes, do I open it? Because uh-huh. I got one to keep mint in box, because we didn't talk about the box, it comes in an awesome box. <laughs> a ridiculous box. I mean, it's a giant box because you got giant man in there, so it's big. But you got like the screaming Ant-Man face on it. And movable pop-up antennas so they don't bend when you're shipping them. But you can display them with the antenna up. That was a nice touch.
1: That kind of stuff was what makes... An exclusive fun. It's different packaging. Yeah, maybe we'll get the figures in a different set when I get home. But the fact that I've got something really awesome to display, that makes an exclusive fun.
2: And then it's got a Velcro closed front so you can open it up and see the figures inside and the plastic and... A little bit of information, and then on the back you see the picture of the figures. It's a great package. I am not a mint and package collector. I only do it if the package is exceedingly nice, and that's why I got two of these. I thought this was exceedingly nice, and yet still the Book
3: of Vishanti was better. (laughs) And the nice thing about this is, since it is a window box but it has the velcro flap on it you could still display the box without having to keep the figures in it but it's also a very funky shape you know it's got the round helmeted top that kind of flares out like if you if you just look at it as a silhouette it almost looks like Darth Vader's helmet stretched out
1: yeah i can see that
3: yeah absolutely it's not an easy shape to to mass produce and and make so but i like you know they've done different varnishes here. There's some parts that are shiny and glossy while other parts are dull. And they even did a little bit of embossing on the front if you feel around his mask. His mask is raised just slightly, which wasn't necessarily necessary, but they went the extra mile for that. And some spot
2: UV on it. It's just an overall well-done box. I've got to say Hasbro's been knocking it out of the park ever since they went to Black Series with the packaging.
3: Indeed.
2: But as for the figure himself, the articulation's a bit odd too. I mean, you turn the arms and it's This clicky,
3: very snappy,
2: and his legs joints are pretty tight on mine. I see he's got like this ball jointed hip with the side to side movement, but I cannot get that to rotate very much. Oh, there it goes. I just have to really gently apply pressure
3: to get his legs to split out. Yeah, I was going to complain a little bit about him being bow legged a little bit, but
1: I think it's an illusion because he's got such skinny knees and giant calves.
3: Yeah, I, I can't tell what it is, because I try to line up, you know, the black paint from the ball joint on his hip to his thigh, and it makes him kind of pigeon-toed. Otherwise, it kind of bows out that right thigh a little bit. It's not horrible. I mean, I'm not saying it's, like, warped in packages. I've seen some other figures, but I've never been a huge fan of the articulation on this buck. I've had problems with some in the past where one of the arms was actually glued down, and I broke it trying to just move it a little bit. So I guess I'm we're lucky that we don't have any glued-down Parts. <laughs> you got double hinged elbow joints which is nice and double hinged knees and this is before they started doing the the ankle rockers and in some of this size i almost don't know if i'd want ankle rockers because with this much weight i could see it wearing on that and eventually not standing up on its own it does stand really
2: well it's got the ab articulation also it's fun to get these giant figures for The series, you know, to have a giant man that is much bigger versus the giant man we reviewed last week, who's the same size as all the other legends.
1: (laughs) He's giant man incognito.
3: He's a little bit limited in his neck articulation. I feel like he's either looking down or slightly not looking down. Okay, you have that
2: too. I just thought I had yet another problem. That, but I also felt like because he's so tall, he probably would be looking down most of the time.
3: Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good way to explain around it for sure.
2: But, <laughs> but yeah, I can make him look up, but the head just has a tendency to.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, looking down. It's been a bit, another bad day for giant.
2: So then going down in scale, our next figure, Goliath Hank Pym in his X-Men outfit. (laughs) I'm joking, but the yellow and blue is screaming to me, X-Men.
1: Actually, if you just swap it out and make the blue parts yellow and the yellow parts blue, he would be an X-Men. You're absolutely right.
2: And he's wearing the sunglasses. He kind of looks like Cyclops.
1: He does. So does Hank Pym just steal everyone else's stuff or what's going on here?
3: (laughs) Well, he has the same paint issues as the X-Men did because mine is sloppy and you can see blue through the yellow everywhere. Yep. Oh, good. So I don't have to replace the whole set. Just my giant <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> I don't know. You've got some pretty sloppy paint up here on the shoulder joints, too. Again, like they didn't let it dr- dry thoroughly. <laughs>
3: Well, to let people know what we're talking about, we are talking about the six-inch Legend scale one. Did we say that?
2: Yes, this is the Legends figure that comes in it. But, all right, let's look at the set as a whole. Is this a three-and-three-quarter-inch set, and they've included a Legends figure so that Goliath is
3: taller than the regular three-and-three-quarter-inch figure and Giant Man is taller still? I think that's the way we have to assume, because once we get to the next figure, that's where we'll set our baseline for how tall Doctor Hank Pym should be in this in this set, but yeah, here I think what we're dealing with is a slightly slightly grown three and three quarter inch figure in the six inch scale. It's kind of hard to imagine him being giant man at this scale, right? Because he's only I'm trying to imagine this in real life. If somebody was this tall, you'd have to be looking at somebody's belly button
2: mm-hmm.
3: as a regular human. So he's probably around ten feet
2: taller than even basketball players. Yeah. If we assume Hank Pym is six, then this is nine and a half to ten feet tall.
3: Imposing, to be sure. So this is the one that is just your basic Marvel Legends buck, and it's actually built on the same body as, as the giant man that came in the Ant-Man Legends series. And this is the one that I kind of feel like they had both of them on the desk at the same time. It's like, all right, Which one goes in the Comic-Con pack and which one goes out to retail? I think the decision is probably made like, well, let's not make two of the red ones in the same outfit in the same pack. Let's split those up so we get this one in the Goliath colors. And I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not super impressed with the paint. I'm not a huge fan of, of this outfit. It's just not a lot to it beyond it's just yet another Marvel Legends figure.
1: I just think that somewhere along the line, somebody is working on a better way to do a light color over a dark color for these problems. right? Because we had it on... Giant Man, we've got it on Goliath. We had it on the X-Men pack a while ago.
2: I had it on Gamora.
1: Something's got to give here, and someone's got to create something. Or find a way to not do it and make bad action figures. Oh,
3: there's ways to do it, and Hasbro knows how to do it. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to do it. I have a, a Star Wars Sand Trooper figure sitting here on my desk, and he has a black pauldron on with bright orange paint over it. So if you can get bright orange to show up over black, then you can get any lighter color to show up, over any other color. It's just a matter of laying down a base coat of white and then doing it. primer. Yep. But for this figure
2: getting him, I have to say that becoming a Legends collector has jaded me. Because if I was still only collecting three and three quarter inch figures, first, I wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about on this show. (laughs) But second, (laughs) I would get this figure and be like, wow, that's so much bigger in my hand than what I'm used to. But... Because now I'm so used to buying legends, and they come out with so many legends that it doesn't feel exceptional, and it looks like a lackluster legends rather than a supersized three and three quarter infinite.
3: That's a very good way of saying it. Like the the figure I'm holding in my hand almost feels like a sloppily done custom.
1: <laughs> I mean, like if si- I did it. <laughs>
3: Maybe. I mean, it's just like I'm seeing different amounts of yellow from different parts of his arm. Like they didn't finish it. And like when I move his arm, I have like splotches where it's stuck to to his upper torso there when it was drying. Oh, wow. You have a worse one than me for a change. And I can even tell this torso wasn't put on properly. Like I can see through one side of him through his torso. I can see through the torso. If I hold him up, I can see there's a crack. Around oh. the ab articulation.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm it's scared. not like a
3: broken crack.
2: It's no, just no. It's uh, creepy
1: though. Yeah,
3: it's just off center. Oh, it moves a little bit. <sighs> well, this one I would probably be a lot more harsh on if it was part of a wave that I needed to buy him to get a build-up figure part. But since he's part of a box set, you have to
2: buy to get the rest of it. You're okay.
3: <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he added a little bit of color into the into the packaging.
2: Given that last show, we reviewed a giant man who was six inches, and now we have Goliath that's six inches. I just don't know where to display him. <laughs> it's like, does he go with my legends? Does he go with my universe? I, I think I've got to remember to keep him with universe, and then I'll, he'll look. He's like a great
3: giant universe figure, whereas he's a really bad legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is kind of close to the outfit of that 12-inch Goliath. If you have that one, they could be displayed together. But yeah, all in all, this is not my favorite figure in the pack. And that's kind of weird being the Legends guy here. So take from that what you will. Then the third figure going down the scale is Hank Pym in his science
1: outfit. Science! It's because everyone wants a science action figure. Wait, so he does science in his little costume? We just put their lab coat over it? This is ridiculous.
3: You don't know him. He's 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 very busy. He needs to be out
2: (laughs) anting. And when he's doing science, changing clothes takes time.
1: This is so silly. I'm sorry, Ant-Man
3: fans. (laughs) Okay, I agree. But I'm also going to give him a little bit of credit here because they could have just as easily thrown in the Marvel Universe. Or I I think it was even a Marvel Infinite series at this point, Ant-Man figure, that this is based on. But they decided instead of doing that, they're going to give us some G.I. Joe parts to make it feel better.
2: Is that Duke's head? I am Googling right now. It looks like Duke. It does not look like Hank Pym with the hair and the stern face. I mean, it reminds me of what I used to see when I watched the cartoon as a kid.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're, they have so many unique heads over in their G.I. Joe library that I would not be shocked to find out that this was a G.I. Joe head, not a, a new head for this. But it's definitely G.I. Joe arms and a G.I. Joe lab coat. This comes from, remember the movie, the first movie that came out? That doctor that ended up being Cobra Commander? This is his coat.
2: Oh. (laughs) Now, don't quote me on this because I don't have the figure in my hand. But I believe that this is the G.I. Joe Pursuit of Cobra Wave 3 Dukehead. All right. Uh Uh-huh. It looks incredibly similar. (laughs) Only the Dukehead had painted eyebrows and... It looks like Hank Pym here got too much of a waxing on his forehead. <laughs> I can faintly see some yellow lines scrawled over the skin, but it really looks like he has no eyebrows. And it, given that he has no lips either, it's slightly disconcerting.
3: Yeah, in mine, it looks like he's frustrated with something because he's looking up.
1: Yes, that's, yeah, he's, he's like rolling his eyes at something and scowling. <laughs> but he has a tremendous quaff.
3: Uh, But we do get two heads. We do get the Duke head, and we get an Ant-Man helmeted head, which is, I'm pretty darn sure, the exact same one that came on the Ant-Man figure that we were talking about before, so...
1: But it looks silly with the lab (laughs) coat! It's not right!
2: Admittedly, when I first saw this advertised online, I'm like, wow, he's completely in a lab outfit. It's just a regular Joe, no pun intended. So... (laughs) I thought that was cool. Then I opened him, and I'm like, oh, he's got an Ant-Man outfit underneath. So, he's an Ant-Man figure if I were taking off the coat. And then, wait, no, because the coat is his sleeves. His sleeves are his arms, so you can never take the coat off. Nope. So, why does he need this alternate head? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Maybe he's doing lab tests with his... Pym particle, and but I do like the coat. I didn't know where it was from, but I'm glad to see it reused. It's a cool change of pace. I'd love to see them do this with like a Bruce Banner, with
1: a lab uh, coat, yeah, and a Hulk head.
2: Well, not a not a Hulk head, just a Bruce Banner, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, that could be funny. <laughs> Hulk graduate last at medical school. Hulk your doctor.
3: Hulk not take Obamacare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I don't want to discourage them from coming up with ideas like this, but you know, the execution here seems a little lackluster using this older buck. There's better there's better Marvel Universe and Marvel Infinite series bodies that they could have used for this. I mean, this is still the old school bad ankles and skinny skinny ankles and skinny knees and almost too loose for articulation like i don't feel like i can get him to stand up with any confidence
2: you know i don't know how many of my three and three quarter inch figures i would feel would survive a 2.5 earthquake but this stands about as well as most if you kind of spread the legs apart a little and don't try to do too much crazy with the pose
1: if you recall we had an earthquake oh gosh like six or seven years ago and most of your action figures stayed up
2: mm-hmm nice my arms are a little loosey-goosey on him though. the shoulder part
3: yeah I mean I can make him hold his arms in front of himself and they don't fall down but they are kind of loose.
2: yeah they' yeah they hold but they don't have any resistance when I turn them. making yeah, me that's... wonder how long they'll hold against gravity. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally we get to the last two figures or are they accessories? We have Scott Lang Ant-Man in shrunken form, but he's about an inch. So if this is a Legends figure, he goes up to Hank Pym's knee, which is a lot bigger than any ant I'd ever want to face. It's like a Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ant at this point.
1: It's like that one time, as everyone's had that one time in their life when they've seen either a spider or something that's a little too large for comfort. And that's what that would be.
2: No, this would be like a chihuahua-sized ant. Understand this. Oh, yeah, that would be really big. (laughs) No, no, I'm done. If an ant the size of a Yorkie is building a hill, we
3: are just screwed. Yeah. (laughs) Worship our new masters and call it a day. Well, like, maybe he's an action figure for the Hank Pym in the lab coat. Like this is a. If you give it to <laughs> Hank Pym, he's almost like hot toy scale for him. That is true.
2: <laughs> it's a one-sixth scale of a one-twelfth scale.
3: Thank <sighs> you. Uh, I believe this is a new sculpt. I have not seen this before. That was my question: Is why
2: would they make something so big, and I hadn't seen it before? None of the legends we reviewed came with this.
3: No, and I, you know, I go back to. Them at Hasbro with all these Ant-Man figures, strewn across a conference room table trying to figure out where they go. And this one almost feels like it might have come with something else in the Legends line as a pack-in. And as we talked about on the last show, they didn't do any pack-ins outside of the, the main Ant-Man movie figure. So maybe they just said, ah, yeah, he can go in the Comic-Con pack. Because this, I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at here. It's a different outfit, different costume from the... Rest of them and there's absolutely no detail to his face. He just looks, looks like he's wearing a silver spaceman suit with maybe a respirator at the bottom.
2: Yeah, it, with the
3: blast shield down, he can't even see. How is he supposed to fight? <laughs> how is he supposed to shrink? That's that's why he didn't finish shrinking. He doesn't know how far he's gone yet. <laughs> it almost would have been cooler if they maybe would have stuck with the exact same outfit through all these scales. But then that way it would have been a cool display like he's shrinking and growing. But here he's all over the place. It's like, he shrinks and then he changes his clothes and he grows a little bit and he changes his clothes again. But yeah, this little figure has no articulation. So it's, uh, I don't even know it's a figure. It's a mini micro statue, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's an accessory, but you're right. I think that this is to Legends scale what the next one we're going to talk about is to infinite series scale. And maybe from a costing perspective, or maybe they just wanted to frustrate collectors, they made it a Comic-Con exclusive piece. But I have no doubt, no doubt, that this is going to show up in a Legends figure again in the next two years. Possibly even next year, because Ant-Man is in Civil War.
3: Yes. (laughs) And at this size, they can say, oh, well, it doesn't need to be accurate, because who can see? I mean, this could be repainted in a movie style outfit and who would know the difference?
2: And listeners, if this has been released before in some Hasbro pack from yore that we don't remember, let us know. Hit our forums up or Facebook and tell us where this came from and we'll announce it on our next
3: show. But that's not the smallest one we got. There's, they can go smaller and they did.
1: I'm almost afraid to like touch this one.
3: Why? We've had so many of these. This
2: accessory has been packed in since the three-pack box set from Marvel Universe. Yep. When they did the Avengers and that was our Ant-Man.
3: He was packed in with Wasp recently. He was packed in with uh, Yellow Jacket, I think, at some point. So long-time collectors have this little guy, or it's been vacuumed up at least three times. And it's the exact same figure we reviewed
2: last week that came with the six inch movie Ant Man figure.
1: Same pose and everything? Yeah. Huh.
3: The sitting on Anthony pose. Oh, I, I, I'm going to have to correct you there. It's not. The, the sitting on Anthony is unique to that and one other place that we have not yet talked about. But these two are different, small little sculpts.
2: You're right, so that is a new sitting-on-Anthony pose. This guy just has bent knees that makes him impossible to stand, hence my confusion.
3: Yeah, this guy's definitely doing, like, the Gangnam-style dance.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You could basically have him straddling somebody's arm, and that's how you have to pose him.
3: (laughs) I know we've talked about this guy before, but I do have to hand it to him on, like, getting paint on here. I mean, he's got blue gloves and blue boots, and I'm seeing blue briefs and a black belt there the silver
2: buckle on the black belt is amazing That's you know
1: it's not bad for what the size they had to work with although his helmet looks like it's got tusks like they're a little exaggerated because it's so tiny
3: oh yeah it does look really big they even tried to get little paint dots on his helmet there little black dots for his eyes
2: oh that's paint i couldn't tell that i thought it might be sculpted but Wow, that's not bad. It's a figure you've already got, but if you didn't keep him or if you may have dropped him in Shag Carpet, (laughs) here he is. (laughs) So overall, I think this is a pretty kick-ass set, though. it. It's one that's better in the box than out, quite honestly, as we've reviewed these figures and found some pretty big flaws with all of them. And given that we're reviewing two sets, Justin's and mine, and we have similar problems across the board, although Justin's giant man is not a maraca. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I still think you need to open that up and find out what's going on in there. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, though. This, this set is better left in package if you only have one of them, and... I would ding it more if it wasn't an exclusive, and I feel like it was decently priced. What was this? It was like only 79 80 bucks.
2: Yeah, it was not bad for getting three figures, one of whom was really big and one of which was a legend. I felt pretty good about this, which is why I did pick up that second set at HasbroToyShop.com.
3: Yeah, makes for a good exclusive. I don't know how happy I would have been if I paid you know, 80 bucks for these all individually or as a set at the store. But that wasn't the last
2: San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Oh, no. There is the Ant-Man matchbook.
1: But you know what that reminds me of? It doesn't remind me of any matchbook I've ever seen. And my parents are smokers. It reminds me of the box for candy cigarettes. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't it?
3: (laughs) You're right, Marjorie. Outside of the fact that they put, like, the sandpaper thing on the side to make it look like a matchbook... Mm-hmm. And the connotation of a matchbook being small. I don't understand why this is a matchbook. And why PIM technologies would need matches.
2: And why Ant Man is in a matchbook. And
1: <laughs> I think it's just to denote that he's small.
2: And Marjorie was disappointed because you thought from the pictures that there were actual like prop matches or real matches in there. Which...
1: Yeah, I was disappointed.
2: It's just a printed piece of paper with matches on it.
1: Yeah, it's quite disappointed. It would have been like a 1000% better if he came with actual real matches, or even like fake looking matches, you know, right.
3: sculpted matches. Yeah, that's definitely what I thought when we were first looking at pictures of this online. But what we do get is packaging. This whole thing is basically about packaging because the figure inside once you open this up to reveal is the exact same little mini Ant-Man that came with <laughs> The Ant Man that we just talked about last week. The
2: exact same, not just the same sculpt, but the exact same paint job, the
3: sitting on Anthony pose. It is the same figure. Mm hmm. Maybe a slightly more paint app to it. Like I'm looking at him side by side, and it looks like the one in the packaging has silver around his wrists where the other one does not.
2: Oh, dang and... it, you're right. He's slightly different. <laughs> Completest <a>
3: growl. <laughs> And okay. This is eleven bucks. It's eleven bucks for a teeny tiny little gimmicky thing. But I think what makes it all worthwhile is that it's a carded little teeny tiny ant man with a with a peg hook and a bubble and everything. I think that right there makes it worth the eleven dollars.
2: It's kind of like the jumbo figure I got with my Christmas groot from Gentle Giant last year. Yeah.
1: You're paying 100% for the packaging. That's, it's a novelty item. This is not something that your average person's going to buy. It's a novelty item for collectors and you guys are paying for it. And it's, it's kind of cool. I wish it had little matches in it, but I'm okay.
2: You know, it's perfectly legend scaled where it looks like here, Goliath is shopping for an Ant-Man infinite figure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're talking about the blue one? That one almost be, he's almost getting a 12 inch figure. Maybe,
1: uh, maybe no, a sick, Legend. A, yeah, he's getting a, a legend. Legends yeah. or Diamond Select.
3: But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. This almost feels like this was something maybe intended to be given away at the Hasbro booth at Comic-Con. And they said, ah, screw it. See if we can get 11 bucks out of it, people. Because <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like a giveaway. But hey, I'm glad yeah. I got my hands on one. I think it's neat to have the little tiny carded figure. I, I
2: like that it's a tiny carded figure in there. The matchbook with all the Hasbro markings on it, Eh. Yeah, it's okay. I do think they could have done better. I like that the matchbook looks used, but it's not matchbook sized, but I'm okay with it being overly large. If it means we get a carded mini, mini, mini figure. (laughs) And did you guys notice that the matchbook? I mean, I didn't notice. So that's why I ask. the matchbook shows the carded figure. Like it's laying on the matches. You see the card on the matches, but then when you lift it up, you see the card is actually on its own as well.
1: Oh, that's clever.
2: Yeah. So it hints that the card is underneath, which I didn't take. I just thought it was a logo at first. I'm like, oh, great. They're printing Ant-Man's logo on the matches. That makes no sense. But now that I'm looking closer in the light, it's got the peg hook and everything on top of the matches.
1: I see what they did there. It's kind of clever.
2: My final thing is I wish they'd folded the matches flatter, though, because it comes off so much better if you squeeze the thing together and it looks like the matches
3: are flat. Yeah. As it is, it just kind of bows out.
1: Well, and it, it's like the cheapest, thinnest cardboard ever, too.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't ship a box in it. That's
2: for No.
1: Sure. Sorry, I might have gotten a little too exuberant about that.
2: <laughs> no. But with that, that is the end of the Ant-Man collectibles from Hasbro. And we have one last San Diego Comic-Con exclusive to review on a future show from Hasbro. And that's that Doctor Strange Book of Vishanti legend set,
1: which is awesome.
2: Yeah. Spoiler alert.
1: It also always makes me think of the golden child.
2: <laughs> Can I have the knife? Exactly. Please. <laughs> so we will be looking at that in the future as well as on our next show, we will be reviewing the Rhino Wave of Legends because those are in the mail to me now and I can't wait to get them, open them, play with them, and talk about them on the show.
3: I'm ready to build a big rhino. <laughs>
1: Not
2: the Hot Toys. (laughs) (laughs) But because of Force Friday, because of everything we've got going on here, we're going to be taking one show off. So we're going to be back in a few weeks with that review of the Rhino Legends and all the news that's fit to talk about.
3: So, all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel Collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast video enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Josh, and Barrett. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media Production copyright 2015, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated. So this
3: means that a a Newman figure isn't totally out of the question yet.
1: You mean Newman from Seinfeld?
3: <laughs> Newman. <laughs> yeah, I well, don't I know could... who you can talk about either. What was Paul Newman's character in Winter Soldier?
1: You mean Robert Redford?
3: Robert, Redford. I did, I did it again. I always get this <laughs> <and> confused. <laughs>
1: Weren't they both
2: Butch Cassidy, so okay. and the Sundance
3: Kid, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. Hence why okay. I'm like, "What Newman was Wing Knight what? in one of
1: the Avengers movies?" And we just had this like strange look at each other, like we're both trying to figure it out.
3: <laughs> See, I have that problem with Redford and Newman, and then uh, Terry Gar and whatever that chick that was on Seinfeld was. <laughs> so hey, not Terry Gar, Terry Hatcher. <laughs>
2: Well, Terry Hacker was on an episode of Seinfeld as the woman with the perfect breasts.
3: Okay, but who did I get her confused with before? Jamie Gertz. Yes.
2: (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) Justin, would you say I have a plethora of Ant-Man toys?
3: (laughs) I would have to say yes.
1: (laughs) Justin, what is a plethora?
3: (laughs) Marjorie, you you are so smart. You know that... (laughs) could it be <laughs> could it be that you were just upset that it's your birthday and taking it out on Hefe
2: <laughs> <sighs> when you want an Ant-Man you take the
3: Ant-Man together we raped all the Ant-Man and ruled off on all of their ants
2: <laughs> who the hell are you <laughs> what's next Ant-Man falling from the sky <laughs>
3: And I think we've exceeded our Ant-Man Three Amigos jokes.
1: Yep, that's it, guys.
3: Forget it. My guess is this is the burning Ant-Man. Okay. The singing bush, not the burning bush. I'm all (laughs) biblical.
1: those things are awful, but that's what it reminds me of, is that little fake cigarette box, which... In hindsight, probably candy cigarettes are probably the worst candy ever for children.
2: Because it teaches them to smoke, or yes. because it just tastes bad. Well, both. But because they're just... been, they're no longer made because of the political correctness.
1: Oh, you can't ha- give kids fake cigarettes. They were pretty crappy tasting, as I recall. Yeah, it yeah, was bad.
2: just chalk.
1: We would fake smoke with them.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed emulating all the adults around me by yeah. pretending to puff. <laughs> now, now I have to have uh, candy vaping. <laughs>
3: They just put, like, some gooey liquid in there that she doesn't suck (laughs) out.
1: Yeah. Well, they did have the wax liquor bottles. Remember those? With, like, the sugar liquid in them? Mm -hmm. Oh,
3: yeah. I love those.
1: (laughs) I know those were good.
2: I had all those around when I ran my kitty detective agency. It was all noir. (laughs) You walk in, candy, cigarettes, sugar, water, (laughs) sax music playing. I'm in fedora in a trench.
3: Encyclopedia Carvalho. Oh boy. I'm ready to build a big rhino.
1: <laughs> Not the hot toys.
2: That sounded like an euphemism for taking a dump. <laughs> I gotta build a big rhino.
3: <laughs> Too much fiber. Uh, better than taking a Hulk buster, I guess. <laughs>